everybody, and welcome to The Five People On The Go, the show that's all about tools and approaches for success from the most brilliant people. I'm your host, Meital Zavi, and today we have Sandy Ames, a hypnotherapist and a pretty awesome person, I must mention. <laughs> so she's going to talk to us about hypnotherapy and how is it related to success and how can we use it to succeed more in life? Is that right? Oh, that and so much more, yes. That is amazing. So, okay, my first question, and I got to ask, because you've done so many things in your life. You've done radio shows, you're a marketer, you're so much. What? Hypnotherapy? How is it related to anything? Right, it almost doesn't make sense. But when you put all the pieces together, you're like, how could this not be the path, right? So I started in radio more than 30 years ago. This is not what I sound like on the radio. This is me very, very sick today. And as we go through today, you'll see I'm going to be sweating. <laughs> so, <laughs> I told her before, she's a rock star. It's like one of the best work ethics I've seen. And I'm just so glad you could have been with us today. So thank you so much. It is truly a pleasure. And if you look at what are my choices, I could sit home and wallow. or. Sure be here with you. Just We'll just make sure to spray down your mic before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah, I'll take care so, of it. So, the, so more than 30 years ago, I started on the radio and from there, uh, lots of TV shows as well. So radio and TV. And now all along the way in those past more than 30 years, I also became a yoga teacher. Now, again, when you, you know a lot of people in show business, you're in show business. Your job in show business pretty much is to stay in really good shape. Pretty you know much, yeah. And mentally and physically. And so being a yoga teacher is not so far from the truth of somebody who's a broadcaster, right? Makes so sense. I was a yoga teacher, love yoga. Uh, and over the years, you find in your practice, whether it's yoga or the gym or swimming or running, you have to find your spiritual connection to it or else you're not going to do it all the time, right? It, it, I say that willpower is picking yourself up out of the bed and bringing yourself to the gym. And that can only last so long because unless or until somebody gets to the place where you know that day where you can't go to the gym because you have someplace else to be and you're missing the gym, yeah. right? Your, your craving actually is to move your body, right? Unless or until you get to that habit, then it's never going to last for life. And so for me, yoga was one of the ways that I really found that connection to self where if I didn't do, whether it's the moving of your body or the meditating, you start to feel yourself really off, mm -hmm. you know? So meaning you just find this on for your life. And one of the aspects of yoga that really, really connected with me was Shavasana, <laughs> which is the part where you lay down at the end, okay. which sounds like a joke. But there would be times when I was either in like a meditation part of the yoga or Shavasana where it's really like that feeling of leaving your body. Wow. And it's words can't explain it. So people talk about levitation, you know, people, yeah. people talk about it in ways that it's hard to use words, but it's that real, very good feeling. Very, very good feeling. So then I went to a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. Uh, for other reasons, not knowing it was so connected to that feeling. I went because I read about it in a book, Many Lives, Many Masters. That book came out a long time ago. And I went out, I went to a hypnotherapist back then. I looked somebody up in the yellow pages, right? And it was that same feeling that I got when I would sort of leave my body in, in the meditation part of yoga or in the shavasana part of yoga. And I was like, this is really the best feeling. 
that I've ever felt. So I always sort of had it in the back of my mind, like one day I'd like to study that. But until that point, I would only go to hypnotherapy. So I'd gone to a few different hypnotherapists and it was always such a magical experience. One day, much later in life, I was like 40 or 41. And I was living in LA and I thought, you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time. And I went online and I searched out hypnotherapy schools. And it turns out there's only one accredited school in the United States. Accredited means like the government recognizes it. Like it's a dot edu. Okay. Right? And so you can study hypnotherapy anywhere, but the accredited school, there's one of them. It happens to be in LA. And I was in LA. <laughs> so I went to hypnotherapy school mm-hmm. at, I, at 40, 41. I think I was turning 41 at the time. And then I still never thought I would do it full time. I was still, I had my TV show. I wasn't doing radio then. I'd taken a break, uh, but I had my TV show. A friend of mine flew in from London while I was in school for hypnotherapy. So we're going back a decade ago. And she said, hey, can you hypnotize me? Because she said, you know, my, I don't know if you have this issue, but she said, my hands and feet are always cold, right? Oh. She said, can you hypnotize me for that? Now, I was just in school at the time. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I can. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can try. I don't know. There's like no page in the book for like if someone's hands are cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. I'll try. So, so her husband's sitting there on the couch in my living room. She's sitting next to him and I'm sitting there. My kid is running around and so I was like, let me try. And I hypnotized her. I completely forgot about it. It was just like having fun with your friends. Yeah. Years later, I'm living back home here in New York. She calls me from London and says, I just have to tell you, it's been years. My hands and feet have never been cold. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> they worked, who knew, right? She said, you have to do this full time for a living. Now, now at that point, I still had my TV show and now I was back on the radio in New York. That's what I did. You know, and I was teaching yoga part-time mm-hmm. for fun. I ne- I have so many paychecks I never picked up from teaching yoga. It was like <laughs> legit so for fun, I would forget. I didn't even care. Uh, so that's what I was doing. And she said, you have to do this full-time. I'm creating a Facebook page for you. She says, I'm creating an Instagram for you. And she said, I develop websites. She said, I'm developing your website. I'm creating this logo for you. So she did all that. So now I have a website. So now we're only going back six or seven years ago, wasn't that long ago, where I was seeing people for hypnotherapy, but all just word of mouth. And I didn't know it was ever going to be my full-time job. All right, so now I have a website, right, six, seven years ago. About three days after my website launches, CNN calls. (laughs) What? I was like, what? No, wait, that wasn't even that long ago. It was like back then is when she made my Instagram because the CNN thing was like three years ago. That's when, that's when the whatever. So, so I, I launched my website, CNN calls and they're like, Hey, we found you online. You look great. It's <laughs> like, oh, so boom, right. Things start to explode. And then, um, pandemic hits. My TV show goes away. I have no idea how I'm going to make money. And I was doing radio just part time, but now I have this website. So people are finding me from around the world. One of the people who found me happens to be a celebrity, but I didn't know it. She's in London. Again, weird random. And this was now a year and a half ago. I had enough of a hypnotherapy practice that I was paying my bills in New York, which is pretty good. But again, it was never the plan. It was just all of our lives changed in the pandemic. So it happens to be pandemic. People happen to be doing Zoom. So I've got these clients around the world and I'm making enough to survive. 
I wake up one morning and I come into the office and I check my email and I have 2,000 new client inquiries. And I was like, is this a joke? Are they all from Africa? Like, what's going on? You know? But each one was like an individualized personal note to me from these people. I mean, how do I get back to 2,000 people? So I, I shut my computer and I had like an hour before my next client. So I took my parrot and I put him on my shoulder and I walked down to the boats at 79th Street on the water. And I just sat there going, what the? I better check my Google ads. I hope, I, I, I set it for $16 a day. What if I accidentally did 16,000? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so like, let me shut that off quick. But I was like, no. So I'm sitting there going, how do I get back to 2,000 people? And what the heck happened? Right? Now my phone rang. And it's a good friend of mine. He says, so I'm reading this article in The Guardian, which I don't know how to explain The Guardian, but it's almost like the New York Times of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this article in The Guardian. And it's this amazing article about hypnotherapy. And I thought, Sandy Ames would love this. I should send it to her. He said, but then I kept reading and I realized it was about you. <laughs> so that client who had written about me, and it hasn't stopped since wow yeah what a story yeah it's just amazing how things roll you know like i keep thinking about it like you start one thing you think you think you are have a show and you think you have tv and radio and then one day like just two thousand clients out of nowhere for hypnotherapy yeah no amazing it, it, it was absolutely insane and i did something i never thought i would do and you can relate to this i know but it was only about a year ago when everything was, I was working from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. I brought on six people to help me take clients. It was just huge. And um, I wrote a letter to my agents and I said, I love you guys so much. Please don't send me anything. I'm too busy. But that's, somebody just said to me the other day that they, they were quoting Johnny Depp. I don't know if it's true, but they said it was true. So I believe <laughs> they said, Johnny Depp said, if, if you're dating someone and then you're cheating on them, with someone else and you're wondering which one to pick, pick the second one because, <laughs> because if the first one were really it, you wouldn't have cheated on them in the first place, right? And that, you know what it's like because you're, you are successful and you're becoming more and more successful in what you are doing now when your heart knows, your heart just knows. And so it was a no-brainer to, for this world to open up. So does it make sense how then we went from broadcast to hypnotherapy? It makes a lot of sense. And I just love that story because it's like one of the things that I just, it's, I think it's so inspiring to hear that you just like, you say yes. You say yes. That, that's what it is. You know, it's like you didn't say, no, this is who I am. This is where I'm staying. And this is like, I can do anything else. No, this is your life. And you decided to go for this and you decided to go for that. And that's what made it so interesting. Yeah. And that's where you are today. And like you say, you're successful and you love it. And it seems like you're really able to help people, which I think it's probably very fulfilling as well. And you're not, something my, you're not chasing the yes. You're not pushing the no away. Mm-hmm. Was I a success when I was at my most successful in broadcast? Or am I a failure at broadcast now because I'm not, I, I'm doing a little bit of broadcast, but not so much. When we can let go of those stories. I never, I didn't chase down broadcast. It was sort of just not happening the way it was. But then this came. But then somebody's question is obviously going to be, but what if nothing shows up? Then what? And it's never about sit back and wait for things to happen. So it's not about taking 
non-action. Because even in the easy successes that come our way, there's still plenty that we are actively doing. But we have to check in in every moment. Is this inspired action? I don't want anybody to chase their yes. I want them to be open and available to their yes. And whatever feels good right now, just do a little bit of that. Just do a little bit of that. So let's, let's get more into details. What is hypnotherapy like and how can we use it? Mm. You can do self-hypnosis. Okay. Just like I can massage my own feet, but I'd rather pay somebody to do it. Makes sense. Just like I can do my own yoga practice and I do, but man, I really like going to a yoga class where somebody else is leading me, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, you can do self-hypnosis, but the power and effectiveness of going to somebody who can hold that space for you so you don't have to Mm -hmm. is, is, I think, a more powerful experience. So I do self-hypnosis all the time, but man, my friends who are hypnotherapists, when they want to hypnotize me, I always say yes. Always. Because it's really just, you know, it's like getting a massage from someone else. It's all effective, but it's nice to let down. So what is it? Yeah. Because like in my head, I see pictures like, you know, from the movies where (laughs) they they make you talk like a chicken. And I'm like, I don't ever want that. (laughs) Well, can you do this? And can you do this? And like this? (laughs) You, You see... How quickly did I just make you talk <laughs> like a chicken? Success, right? Oh, right. Absolutely. Pure success. success. You've got yeah. it. So <laughs> I am sweating profusely, but the good news is my fever is breaking. <laughs> right in real time, you're watching healing happen. So beautiful. Hypnotherapy is this it's bypassing, I'm going to say words that sound like they don't make sense, and then I'll explain it really. So it's bypassing the critical factor of the mind to get to the place where change really happens. What I mean is this. You can say, hey, Sandy, I really want to quit smoking or I really want to quit eating cookies. And you mean it. And the front part of your brain is telling the truth. That's the thinking part of your brain. That's the smart part that has logic. I know it's a dumb idea to smoke. I know it's a dumb idea to eat cookies every day. So So I want to quit and I'm telling the truth. But this back bigger part of your brain that holds your belief systems, the subconscious mind, says, cookies, very excellent. They give me dopamine. Cookies, very excellent. They fill in for the lack of boyfriend. So this can say all day, but it's not really replacing my boyfriend. This guy says, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So in hypnotherapy, that wall that's between the front and the back part of the brain, my job is to keep that wall down so we can take what it is you do want and stick it in the part that really runs you. So with the smoker, right, that 12% logical, smart thinking part of your brain that says, I want to quit smoking. I heard there are 3,000 chemicals in cigarettes. Don't want those. Okay. 88% back part of your brain, fight or flight survival. Okay. Doesn't have logic because it can't think. It just runs you, right? It's the automatic reactive part. The front part of your brain, your conscious mind, your thinking smart part of your mind processes 40 bits of information per second. The part that runs you Do you know what I mean by runs you? You have 12 systems of your body, the digestive system, the endocrine system, the respiratory system, the reproductive system. Okay, you have 12 systems. They're all run by the part that doesn't think, and thank God. Could you imagine if if you got a cut on your arm and it were your job, your thinking job to fix that thing? You'd be like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we leave it alone. Yeah. And this part just like takes some white blood cells from the thymus gland and it, like it knows. It, knows it does do. it. Yeah. Right. So that's why when somebody's really sick, the subconscious mind is going to throw them into a coma because it's the resting state that's the healing state. When we get our thinking mind out of the way, remember I said don't chase the yes? Yeah. 
The thinking mind is what chases the yes and it causes more problems, mm-hmm. causes more resistance. So the automatic part t- is taking this ginger tea and it's taking the magic from the ginger tea and it's fixing my sinuses. <laughs> but it's doing so. I don't know what it's doing, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's my digestive system is making it do what it does and I don't know how it works. And thank God I'm not in charge of it because I would totally forget while I'm watching TikTok. So it's running it and it knows how to do it. So it's a good thing that it can't think. Now, remember I said that the front part of the brain processes 12 or 40 bits of information per second. Mm-hmm. The subconscious mind, which runs your entire body, processes 40 million bits of information per second. So no matter how hard we try with willpower to change our belief system, we can't because we can't use logic or convincing to change it. So if you had a fear of flying, you know what your good friends would say to you? They would try to help. It's not dangerous. There's nothing that can happen. Look at the statistics. Yeah. Bingo. That's exactly right. So they would tell you, don't you know the statistic that yeah. it's safer to fly than it is to drive? And you say, gosh, I know you love me so much. Thank you. <laughs> and so you take that bit of information, you get on the airplane and it's right here in the front part of your brain, the smart part. And there's a spotlight on it. <clears throat> right? The plane starts to yeah. rev up. You could see the smoke going through the top of the air in the plane. You know what I'm talking about? Whoop, that wall of anxiety goes up. You go behind that wall into fight or flight. Now, this statistic that you know is still there and there's a spotlight on it, but you're behind this wall in fight or flight. You don't have access to clarity. You don't have access to what you already know. So when I hypnotize you, I bring down that wall of anxiety. I take those things you say you want and I stick them in here. So we take that 12, we stick it in the 88. So a smoker... He says, I really don't want to smoke. Smoking makes me feel like I have friends. <laughs> I really don't want to smoke. Smoking gives me a break from my stressful job, right? So, so now we stick the I don't want to smoke into the belief system. And now that same person can watch somebody light up a cigarette and go, that's so weird. I remember that I had that repulsive habit. And now I just, I don't even care anymore. So even in times when they freak out and their wall goes up and they go into fight or flight, the new habit is I am a permanent ex-smoker. That's fascinating, but isn't it just kind of a shortcut? I don't know. Like oh, if you I'm sorry. Wanna... Do you want the long cut? Let me give you the long <laughs> cut. Let me get the long cut. So the short, it is a shortcut. Yes. Yeah. Like I know that when I have a bad habit, it mm-hmm. takes me a while until I manage to get rid of it. Because like I put every day in my, in my mind, it's good. It's bad for you. It's bad for you. It's bad for you. And eventually it goes away. But what you're saying, it kind of sounds like the easier solution. Oh, totally. So now let me ask you this. You're baking a cake. Mm-hmm. And you put the ingredients in the bowl and you have this, this straw is your only tool, okay? Or you can use a mixer. <laughs> or you can use a mixer. So can you overcome bad habits without a hypnotherapist? Of course you can. Of course you can. But you've got to do the repetition on your own. Would you like to know the science of how you do that on your own? Yes, absolutely. So there's a part of the front of the brain. When we fill in your favorite word, daydream, visualize, sort of create our future from the mind. When you, let's just call it daydream, it's like taking um, a pocket knife and going up to a tree and carving your initials. Have you ever done that? I've done it, yeah. With a a kid. With a heart? Yeah. Do you remember the other person's initials? (laughs) I do not. (laughs) (laughs) And are you still friends on Facebook? Uh, And are you better looking than his wife? (laughs) We we were kids. I mean, I think it was like kindergarten or something. but I don't remember who that was. Okay. So, so you take the pocket knife and you carve into the tree. Okay. One time. Yes. 
And then you decide, I might not like that guy forever. Hold on. <laughs> it's gone. Right? Okay. So one carving is not going to make a difference. Yes. If you go over it and over it and over it and over it. Science shows, you can Google this, okay? It takes about 21 repetitions for it to now be the thing that's carved in the tree and it's going to sort of stay there permanently, okay? Mm -hmm. Somewhere between 21 days and 66 days, who really cares? Because how do you measure that? Well, how much practice did you do each day? Where were you coming from? There's so many factors. But the bottom line is, is when you have this daydream and you go over it in your mind, you do that visualization work. There's actually stuff that gets carved in your brain. It's called, you can look this up too, schemata. It's like the grooves in a record. Mm -hmm. So it's a physical carving in your brain, physical pathways in your brain. So you do it one time, nothing's really going to happen. You do it two times, five times, nothing's really going to happen. But about 21 times of visualizing this stuff, you've now created an actual pathway in your brain. Makes sense. But you have to do the work. You have to do your daily meditations, you have to do visualizations and and then you have to understand how to do it right because when, you know, like power of attraction? Of course. There's science behind all of it. So I, I, I often will, will stay away from that languaging when I work with most people because they're like, ooh, airy-fairy, okay? But there's science behind it and the science of the brain and creating habits is when you do this visualization, which of course you're putting out energy and right when you do it repetitively, then you get back what, right? But the reality is it's really carving stuff in your brain, which then infuses ideas, which then gives you new impulses, which literally makes you behave differently. So then your world changes. You start seeing the world differently. People start seeing you differently. If I were to ask you to sit here and we could have 10 people walk in the room, but they don't say anything. And I asked you to pick out the most confident person. Chances are you would absolutely get it right. Because the, the, the guy who's standing there like this with his chest up high, you know, hands on his hips, that's, he's out right away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so how we present ourselves is being received. So you can call it power of attraction. You can call it intuition. The bottom line is, is when you do this visualizing work and you do repetitive work on this visualizing work, it really rewires your brain. It changes your brain. It's measurable. But too many people do it wrong. And they create more of a problem. Let me give you an example. And I'm going to just use a power of attraction example because it's just way too easy to understand. People say, oh, okay. So they say, if I ask the universe, then it is given. That's that's the belief, right? So I don't believe it. That's stupid. But here's the thing. Nothing else has worked and it's free and it's instant. So let me try it. Why not? Nobody's watching. (laughs) Hey, uh, dear universe, it's Bob. Listen. <laughs> um, I would like more money. See, I told you it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> now, the, the reason for that is because you said, I want more money. But what you said was, I don't got enough money, you see. So nobody's fooling you by doing this. Yeah. And it doesn't matter your words. Now, yeah, your words matter. But it's it's what you really need. And people aren't fooled by your words so often, you know? Lawyers try. <laughs> but everybody watching in on that lawsuit on YouTube is like, ah! <laughs> right? Lawyers yeah. use words and it's it's um it's ineffective on a on a bigger scale, but it's not what you say, it's really what you mean. Now, if what you say and what you mean are aligned, that's a beautiful thing. 
But when people do their visualizing, they're often visualizing against what they really want. I'll give you an example. So I had a woman come in and sit in that chair. And she said, okay, I'm ready to get my own apartment. I want you to help me set up my mind and my world so I can have this new independent life and get this new apartment. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not letting you do that. You're not allowed. Not while you're working with me. And she said, why? I said, because you really just want to leave your husband. She said, well, yeah. I said, so you're not running to apartment. You're running from husband. And that energy is split. And that's creating all kinds of stuff you don't want. Let's clean you up here first. And then likely you will get that new apartment. But do you want to hear what's interesting? That was like a year ago. And she follows me on Instagram. So I follow her back on Instagram. Yeah. She's not my client anymore. Uh, she never got that new apartment. You know what she's doing? She's traveling the world. Oh, beautiful. Now, I really did think she was going to get a new apartment. I really did. Because it makes sense. But it just wasn't time yet because we needed to get this stuff cleaned up first. So you understand what is the actual gap they have and then focus on fixing that instead of like what they say they want, if I understood correctly. That's a really good way of saying it. If the world were perfect, we'd all say, I'm here, that thing I want is over there. Mm -hmm. And then we would just get it. But what most people are doing is saying, I'm here and I want that, but it's a lie. They don't know they're lying. They're, what's really going on is I'm here and I want to get away from that. And mm. that's what the problem is because we get what we look at. And we're looking at ex-husband and that's a problem. So we look at, okay, I want to get away from my husband. That's fine, but let's clean that up. What, what do you now know you do want? And line up with that. So if I say I want money, what does it actually mean? Well, you definitely do want money. Even Bob wants money. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Bob is vibrating in, I don't have enough. So he's in, he's, He's in this lack of abundance in this scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. So he's going to just keep. So if we look at it from that universe story, people yeah. don't have to believe in it. It's all still science. But uh, the universe is hearing, seeing Bob saying, I want more money. And he's not getting it. He's like, see, this doesn't work. Well, well, but what he's really saying is I don't have enough money. So the universe just goes, oh, not enough money. Here you go. No shame, no blame, no judgment. Oh, not enough money. Here you go. And then one day, Bob is walking around New York City with you getting all the unhealthy foods while he's here. <laughs> what did you That's have That's a problem you, in New York. You had a bagel? What I had a bagel. Yeah, it was like way too heavy. What would you have on your bagel? Uh, uh, so I have a vegan spread, salmon, actually pretty good stuff, but it's still very heavy. You know, like it looks healthy. It's like vegetables and stuff. But then after like, I can't walk. So yeah, that's how I felt. But was it good? Like, was it, was it worth really it? really good, yeah. 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 The, one of my favorite things in New York. But yeah, definitely don't schedule interviews after eating a bagel. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. It's like, thank God you gave me this mag magic potion, which I don't know what that is, but that worked. I did. So. I gave you a magic potion to overcome that, that yeah. tire. <laughs> well, it worked. So, yeah. so, so you and Bob now yes. are, are walking through New York City and you're looking at the beautiful architecture, enjoying a bagel. You say, we should split the bagel. And then you both agree at the same time, no, no, I'm eating the whole thing. You get your own, right? So you're walking around and you're enjoying abundance. This beautiful city, all of these offerings, all of this amazing, there's too much good stuff to do. So the universe, you didn't even have to actually go out of your way and ask. The universe just picks up on it and says, oh, abundance, how about some money? And so accidentally, Bob walks over a $100 bill, hmm. right? now. It doesn't always have to happen so like lucky or magical, mm -hmm. but it really, every time it is the law, bask in abundance where it's easy and more abundance comes.
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. When it comes to hypnotherapy, if some somebody, I think he was joking, I'm still not sure. Somebody called me and he said, can you help me get over my love for the Giants? Because it's ruining my life, the football team, the New York Giants. Okay. <laughs> and so I wasn't sure if he was joking, but I still have my personality and I'm not getting rid of that. <laughs> so um, it was an email. So I emailed him back and I said, um, I have good news and bad news. Yes, I can get you over your love for the Giants, but you will then be in love with the Jets, <laughs> which is bad news. Um, I, I never heard back from him. I'm, I'm just very surprised about that. But we look at what you say you want, and then we get clear on that. Is that aligned? Are you running from something or are you going to something? I'm not sure when I, I, I was a single mom, I just lost my TV show. I was only working part-time in radio. I had a small hypnotherapy practice. It wasn't enough to sustain a life in New York. I had a little bit of savings. It was running out fast. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I ever went out of my way and said to the universe, can you magically send me CNN? And then, oh, by the way, this celebrity who's going to make you like super famous around the world for what you do. I don't think I ever asked for anything like that. But I know How for could sure. You be known? Yeah. I know for sure what I did do was I meditated and I had a yoga practice and I would put on music in my apartment and just be there because when we are in a lack of resistance state whatever it is that we want it just gets to get in and we're not pushing if you're not pushing it away everything you want is coming to toward you if you just believe that i don't know why you would believe anything else right because if you look at people who work really really hard maybe you're someone who works really really hard to get something how's that going terrible How's that going? So why not try something else? I have one of my favorite uh, episodes of the podcast that I just put out. Like no, like two of my friends know about it. Like it's not even been publicized yet. Thank you. It's called Rockstar Changemaking. Mm-hmm. And then the second line of it is called Overcome Your Personal Impossible. Right? Uh, there are five episodes that I released so far. And the fifth one is about meditation. For people who don't meditate or think they can't or they've tried and it hasn't worked or anyone in between, uh, it really shows you how when you find your alignment, when you get clear to what's really true, you know, not, well, he's a jerk, that's really true, you know, what really, really the truth of the truth, which always comes down to compassion. And when you can bask in that space, even people like Oprah talk about writing down your list of appreciation before sleep, that stuff's really powerful. And if you're not sure if it's powerful, look at Oprah and look at you. (laughs) Right? You have a point, yeah. When we can get to that aligned state, imagine, you know, when like, like you were just born or maybe even before you were born, there was a video game on Atari and it had this, it was the circle controller. Okay. And you're the car. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this is such an old video game. You're the car, but you never actually move from the center of the screen and everything else moves around you, right? Can you picture that? Yeah. So you're turning your car, but it really only turns the scenery around you (laughs) because the car just stays here, okay? Mm -hmm. Imagine in real life, your, your center is that car. Everything in the world that you've asked for, that you truly desire, is coming down that center road and it never stops. And if you miss one, there are 40 more coming. That never stops. You never miss an opportunity. No such thing. 
okay? But you're simply off your center. So that stuff's coming and you're missing it. And there's this part of you that's sensing that it's there, so you're really pissed off. Because <laughs> 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 you can even see it and smell the pizza and you can't have a bite, you know? When you get centered, all that stuff, it's not like you went and grabbed it because that's off center, right? You're reaching, leaning. When you stay in your center, it is my promise to you that all those things that you desire, they're all there. When you're off center, they're still there. You're just not getting it. So if you want your stuff, don't reach for it. Get centered and it reveals itself to you. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So when I work to keep that wall of anxiety down in people's minds, that's what I do with hypnosis. I relieve the resistance. Remember I said the critical factor Mm -hmm. of the mind. We bypass the critical factor of the mind. We get past the part that can boot me out. We get past the part that you're booting yourself out because you're using logic to try to change the not logic part of your brain. It doesn't have logic because it can't think, Mm -hmm. okay? But it reacts really fast. So we want your reactions to be the things that you do want. So we stick them in there when we take that wall down and we get in and we implant what you do want. Wow. So I'm convinced, obviously. Let's try to get practical. Like I want people that are listening to this can actually get tools to how they can do it better. So I really like what you said about removing the resistance. Is there anything I can do like on my own? Yes. Yes. So this guy broke up with you and you're very upset and you're trying to figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. You're definitely not going to be feeling good in that moment. Terrible. So you have two choices. You know you have to get to feeling better. You're in a negative emotion and you want to get to a positive emotion. When we are in a positive emotion, we're 30% more intelligent. Now, we don't actually get smarter because we're happy. It's just we're, when we're not happy, we're blocked from our highest wisdom. That makes so much sense. So... All you ever need to do in any moment is say, how do I feel? If you feel good, keep going. If you feel anything less than good, if you're in a negative emotion, which means you're in fight or flight, which means you're behind that wall and you don't have access to your highest wisdom Mm -hmm. and you're in old habits, okay? If you're in negative emotion, you're going to go to old habits. We want those old habits to be good ones. Yeah. Right? But some of them aren't, so that's right. You find that you're in a negative emotion and Bob just broke up with you. This guy is everywhere. <laughs> Bob just broke up with you and you're thinking about Bob. Mm-hmm. You, you know you want to get to feeling better. I'm going to give you A or B choice. Is it smarter in this moment to relieve resistance by trying to analyze the Bob situation or by going and petting your cat? Petting my cat. That is the most intelligent thing you can do yeah. because it's going to get you to a less resistant state. And in a less resistant state, you get bigger, better impulses. You get smarter ideas. Makes sense. Can I give you an image? Please. Okay. Do you want me to hypnotize you while I do it? Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Close your eyes and breathe. And as you're breathing, knowing that breathing itself is all we ever need to get that state of non-resistance because it's focus. And when we practice focus anywhere, like here, where when you breathe in, you can notice the top of the inhale and where it stops and where the exhale begins. You can also notice where when you've breathed out all your air, there's a moment of it sort of stopping and then you breathe in again. You can make a choice on how you want to focus on your breath. You can focus on it stopping at the top and then going out again, stopping when all the air is gone and then coming in again. Just like if a car were driving forward and then it were to go in reverse, physics says it has to come to a complete stop before it goes backwards. 
So you can stop the top and bottom of your breath. That's one way to focus. You could also choose to sort of round the corner and make your breath look like an infinity sign going up and down. I know you can hear some sounds. That's my heater. My heater's coming on. So you can choose to focus on a rounded corner breath or a start and stop breath. And I'll give you that choice and you can make it. And once you make it, stick with it. When we practice focus somewhere, we improve focus everywhere. How we do something is how we do everything. And so when you practice focus just on breathing, you can start to feel that sensation of something softening, that feeling of going down from five down to four, surface tension just rolling off the body. I don't know if you see when surface tension rolls off the body, you see old tensions come up out of your skin through every pore, melting down like silver beads of melting light pouring down. Almost like that bead of sweat that goes in front of your ear in a really good workout. Surface tension rolling off the body. I don't know how many pores we have in our skin, but if we could even imagine that all those old surface tensions coming through every pore, even old limiting beliefs as that wall in the mind drops in that feeling for softening. I don't know if it's easier to feel for the calm in your heart to match the calm in your feet or if you've found that the softening occurs more easily in almost a funny way that when we try to picture the position of our hands and feet and our fingers and toes and where they are in space, just too much to even think about. So it just drips down the fingers like those silver droplets dripping off your fingertips into a metal bucket, 10 drops at a time draining down. So then that wall in the mind drops down at three and then the emotional calm spreads through the mind and just spills down the body as if it were magical crystals that make a sound effect like in a Disney movie, that tingly, sparkly sensation draining down from the fluid behind the eyes, down the jaw. And so the tongue settles naturally in its natural place which makes the crow's feet around the eyes soften and smooth and the face gets smooth. And now it turns into magical healing, golden light, magical liquid gold spilling down from the jaw, down over the shoulders and pooling in your elbows so much that you couldn't lift the elbows if you wanted to. And it drains through the forearms and drips through the fingers and washes down from where the head meets the neck, down between the shoulder blades and spills that golden, liquid golden elixir spilling down the spine, draining and dripping out the release point at your tailbone while it softens through the chest and the heart, soothes the organs of the belly, spilling down the legs, softening, warming and softening, that buzzy sensation, that tingly sensation pouring out the release point at the heels, draining through the bones of the feet and dripping off the toes deeper down. Because you know, it's funny, even if your mind has drifted off, of course, absolutely let that happen. That's how we know these changes are permanent. Because maybe you already had in your mind the change that you wanted to make. But even especially beyond conscious awareness, the thinking mind never needs to pay attention to what that change is because the change only occurs in that most profound part of your mind, the 88%, the subconscious mind. So even if the mind were to drift off, of course, let that happen. That's how we know these changes are permanent. We work with who you are, how you are, at your comfort level, your rhythm that only you can know. Maybe you hadn't thought about it or even gave a name to that intention that you have. Because the intention doesn't need to have a name. It could have a color of what it feels like to be in that place, that, that sacred space of paradise where you finally made it to wherever you want to go. You don't have to tell the story. You just know the emotion. 
and you let that color spread like freedom free floating through your body. So even if your mind has drifted off, like in those pleasurable moments of just letting go of controls and instantly dropping deep inside to the places you usually ignore, that's where that knowing is. So if the mind is searching unconsciously for a word or a phrase to describe this evolved intention of yours, you probably figured something out, haven't you? You probably figured out that even if the mind were to search for a description or a definition of your intention, that part that makes changes, the subconscious mind doesn't know language or even logical thought, but yet there's that instinctive knowing. So it's not necessary, if your mind is drifted, it's not necessary to ask to, to go back in time and recall a certain moment when your instincts really worked for you. Because there are many moments when those instincts have really worked for you. You know the feeling. You know the feeling of saying, oh, <laughs> I know that's going to happen, and then it does. And you say, see, I knew that knowing that instinct. And so you already figured out that the unconscious mind doesn't know words, but it knows instinct. Because words are merely a small percentage of a symbol to represent what that knowing is. And then it seems spontaneous because now it gestates, it gets stronger. In fact, it's even processing now and especially over the next hours and the next few days. It'll process more and more in the background and then it seems spontaneous, but in just the right moment, the unconscious mind simply floats that information up to the conscious mind, giving you the answers you need. Even especially the unconscious awareness. So if the mind is drifted, of course, let that happen. It's not necessary to ask it to come back and notice or even focus on paying attention to the rapid movement of eyes behind very heavy sinking eyelids, even the bottom ones. But when you know that you've relaxed those very heavy sinking eyelids so much, they wouldn't work even if you wanted them to. Don't take my word for it. Show yourself. And just notice, the harder you try to lift those very heavy sinking eyelids, the heavier they become. Your eyes have become chicken wings. <laughs> so, now, so now you have a choice. You can choose to hold on to this deep sinking level of comfort. Or you can choose, not yet, but in a moment when I snap my fingers, because you've learned to savor as a grown-up, haven't you? You know I'll do it. You can choose to hold on to this deep sinking level of comfort. Or when I snap my fingers, you can choose to just let it all go, dropping twice as deep with waves of pulsation of bliss, slipping deeper down with each number on this journey of change, spilling down at three, down to two, dropping down at one, spilling down with that tingling sensation at zero in deep sleep. Each and every time I suggest the words deep sleep to you for the purpose of hypnosis. And with your permission, you enter the state quickly, calmly, and deeply, and the physical body relaxes, basking. Just basking, knowing. It's not necessary to memorize or remember anything we talked about today. That wisest part of you already knows that if you were to tell the story of how you see your life unfolding, Maybe, you know, because it's zero and deep sleep, the mind loves to float to the future. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you floated to a certain specific future situation six years from now. And somebody says, you are so famous. How did you do it? And you say, the biggest things happened in the most effortless moments. 
And you want to perhaps explain to that person it's really about the emotional journey, that feeling of, well, it's funny because you can feel it now when I snap my fingers. You're going to feel this sparkling burst of bliss through your whole body, taking you deeper down when I snap my fingers. It's fun. Ready? Three, two, one. Zero bliss. <laughs> it's like, we do it again. It's going to be bigger. Three, two, one, zero bliss. And so in those moments of aligning with a positive emotion, and you always get to choose that emotion, and then you let that emotion spread through your body, then when you walk into a room, you want to tell them this, but you know that they're not understanding any of it, but you have a deep understanding because now you've learned, haven't you, that the more relaxed we are, the more control we actually have. And when we can judge 10 people who walk in the room and know who's really the most confident, We exude something when we bask in the emotion, don't we? And so by practicing basking in whatever emotion you've chosen, then the details get filled in and the freedom in really understanding. I'm about to tell you something very profound and it will, will affect you profoundly. We never need to fill in the details of our story. We leave the how off to the side. All we do is bask in the emotion we know we'll have when we have what we want. Whether that emotion is bliss or confidence or empowerment, because we know now really that empowerment is not overpowering because true confidence is calm. The more relaxed we are, the more control we actually have. True control is control over emotions. Now, when you feel an emotion, that's real. The moment you catch it, there's the achievement. And it free floats like freedom through your body, that sparkly, tingly sensation. And when you walk into a room, having practiced that just a little bit, whenever you feel like it, the more you practice it, the stronger it becomes. You're going to be picked out as that person in the room who matches what it is you desire in this world. And so we train people how to treat us by being the dropping in. Everything you want comes from letting go of how and basking in the emotion, and then it all gets filled in because true control is control over emotions. Control over emotions is control over the situation, and you've already done the math, haven't you? Life is just a situation and a situation and a situation. So control over the situation is control over your future. You do that by doing one thing, basking in your chosen emotion, and the blanks fill in. One person said she wanted an apartment, but when we let go of the apartment, she got traveling around the world. And maybe later she'll get an apartment. Maybe she'll get many of them. And some cars. And her own personal hairdresser in home. Or anything else. We can think specifics, but then we meditate on the emotion of it. Basking now at zero deep sleep and well-being. Oh, and three, two, one, zero, bliss. Coming back into your body, relaxed, alert, knowing that you never need to memorize any of this. It's already been done. In fact, before I spoke, the unconscious mind already generated creative solutions for your true intentions, and it guides you through impulses, infusing ideas, and inspired action more and more every day. Spontaneously practicing this, the dropping into basking becomes habit. These changes are permanent. You will sleep more deeply, soundly, and restfully, and in deep states of sleep, just releasing what no longer serves you more and more, waking up eager and being led 
by impulses and inspiration that spontaneously shoot up to your mind in just the right moment. Coming back now, one, two, three, big breath. Smiling, filling your body with air, smiling on four and five, eyes open wide awake. Wow. (laughs) Oh, shit. Everything's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't say. It made no sense. You know, when you started talking, I tried following, like for real, following what you're saying. And at some point, I was just like, I, I lost it. And I was, I kept going back and forth. And, but like the important things I understood, like, I, that trying so to follow, that trying to follow is your critical factor of your mind needing to control it. I'm not going to let this in. I'm not going to let this in. Yeah. I might let this in. I'm right. And eventually, and then it was so interesting, you know, because at some point you said something like what you mostly desire. And I usually have such good answers for that. And I was trying in my head to like understand what is my answer. And I was like, why is nothing coming up? We got past your thinking part of your mind and the part that runs you, runs you on impulses. That's fascinating. Wow. So what was it? Like, what, what did we get from this, from this one? Like, what was the purpose of it? Remove resistance? In this lack of resistance state, mm-hmm. your mind was able to create an old habit of what your new desire is. So we put into now, even if you're stressed out, what's going to guide you is your impulses for your success. Now, I know it's really conceptual and ethereal because we didn't talk about your specifics of what you want, right? Yeah. So if you were here for weight loss, I would have you visualize and live through in your mind, eating a little fat and protein every couple hours, hydrating, having these impulses to walk. So we would do very, very specific things that become impulses for you, right? Where you come back and like somebody who is a procrastinator comes back and realizes it's so crazy. I'm getting more done in less time and I'm happier and I'm not stressed out. You know, they become more efficient, right? So we, in a very specific way, will rehearse the life that they do want. But in your way, we didn't talk about anything you wanted. And so I just gave you a general. That's so interesting. How do you feel right now? Well, it's like I am awake, but I'm very calm. It's like, it's, it's actually, it's a new feeling for me. It's like, I'm not familiar, so I can't really describe it. But I'm not tired, but I'm... Yeah, it's like a relaxed alert. Exactly. Yeah. Relaxed alert. That's such a good description. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I'm awake. It's like, I'm, I'm fine, but... So people say, well, that kind of seems like a waste of time to just meditate and get into that state. But now you carry that state everywhere you go and you're making different decisions. And you're connecting differently with people. You're seeing differently. You're hearing differently. You're receiving and being received differently. And your entire life changes. And so we would take this and say, if you had a fear of public speaking, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're picking up the, the sounds of the sirens, but... Probably am, but it's part of New, New York. York. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if somebody had a fear of public speaking, yeah. this very state, we bring this state to them at the podium, mm-hmm. and they all of a sudden become the most confident speaker you've ever seen. And of course, we rehearse a lot of that, you know, in session and in in the hypnosis, but 
this state then brings the confidence. And so we break through what people thought were their, was their maximum potential. We, we, we make them do better than they ever thought they knew they could do because we break through those old limiting beliefs, you see. I love it. So how, like, I want the viewers to get something that they can say, like, I can do differently now. So what do you recommend? The thing to do is learn to take a moment every day to be in a non-resistant state because it's going to have a positive effect on all relationships, on all communication, and on all levels of success. So let's make something specific. I know you want something really specific. So let's role play, and I want you to tell me what you want and why you can't have it. What I want? What do you want? What do you want that you don't have? Uh, I would want to have financial freedom. The ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want. What's in your way? At the moment, I just don't have enough money. Why? Uh, well, I guess I just haven't made enough. Maybe. Yeah, because I am working on it. But it just takes time and work. Mm -hmm. So somebody who is your age, I don't know how old you are, somebody who's your age, Mm -hmm. uh, is there anybody your age who has financial freedom? Yes. How'd they get it? Uh, Exit, like startup exit, or they did really good investments a while ago and now they're able to do it. Uh, Very good businesses, things like that. Mm -hmm. So... In your examples, it was either somehow given to them Mm -hmm. or developed through leverage of investments Mm -hmm. or some kind of hard work. Yes. Okay. And in none of your examples did you say they basked in well-being. Sure. And that's okay because you and I know I work all day every day and then I do overnight radio shifts and then I see clients all day. I work hard. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm not about being lazy, mm-hmm. but I make sure that when I do something, it's inspired action. And that inspired action comes from those moments of sitting and basking and in that clarity. So even though you may see me doing a lot, none of it is me reaching for anything or pushing anything away. It's all, it always comes from that basking place that really is what to do. That really is what to do. So for you, there is nothing in your belief system. I mean, everything in your belief system says it comes to you, which is luck or, or, you know, the leverage of investments or working hard, but nothing in your belief system yet is saying, I really believe in the leverage of aligning first before I act. It's not yet in your belief system. It was not in any part of your answer, right? So the work I would do with you is offer up going from not yet having a belief in the leverage of aligning before acting to your understanding that even if you don't know how, just knowing that there is a possibility that there's leverage in doing something that's effortless, you see. Because right now it seems a little bit like lazy. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have a belief in hard work. So I would work with you on worthiness. Because some people believe that they just already are worth it. But you have to earn it, don't you? 
It's like vitamin C. You know, you take vitamin C, but 24 hours later, you have to take vitamin C again. Like, like it expires, right? So you have to just keep replenishing the vitamin C. And so for somebody like you who would come to me, what I'm hearing is you feel like, listen, I'm willing to do anything. I'm a hard worker and you are, and you're smart and you do a really good job every time. But it's as if you just came to me and said, Sandy, my whole life, I've been changing the tire on the car with my bare hands. And now my hands are starting to get calloused and my back hurts and it takes a lot of time. So then now I can't go play on the slide with my friends. And so I say, well, well, changing the tire with your bare hands, you can do it, but it's inefficient. So here's this little metal contraption. It's called a jack. And you're like, yeah, for cheaters and lazy people. In fact, you even said, said that, that about hypnotherapy. It's for cheaters and lazy people. And I say it's leverage. So you can do it the way you've been doing it and people will applaud you. But that that's expired. That's expired. For you, I would work on the belief in leverage, the belief in your worthiness. Because that's your emotional journey. And when you truly allow for that belief to be taken on in the part that runs you, it's okay for you to sit back and watch your dollars roll in while your feet are up and we're drinking ginger tea. (laughs) (laughs) Because you said to me, Sandy, you work a day, you make a dollar, you work a day, you make a dollar. And I'm like, yeah, that's what your grandparents did. And they have evidence that it worked. And look at you, you're here, you're here, you're beautiful, you're healthy, and you're successful. But work with me. Or do this work on your own and you can play on the beach for 29 days and work one day and make a million dollars. And that's leverage because those 29 days playing on the beach is inspirational. And, you know, oh, I hear you yelling at me, lazy, lazy, lazy. I hear it, I hear it. But that's the belief I'd work on with you. No, I wish, break, you know, that sounds, like, that sounds great. Yeah. I would love to do that. I hope you understand I am not promoting inaction. No, you're not. I'm promoting inspired action because that's where the leverage is. So I don't want you to work a day and make a dollar. I want you to take 29 days off, work one and make a million. And is there anything I can do on my own? Yes, exactly what I said. I know, and I even wrote a piece and it's called, please tell me what to do. Because I have clients say to me, all right, well, you told me what not to do. Don't fill in the how, don't tell the universe how, right? Don't chase the yeses, right? What you do is pick... Write down exactly what you want. I want a gorgeous husband and a house on a hill and, you know, a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. Write it down. But then next to each one of those in a new column, write down what's the emotion you'll have when you have that. Freedom, independence, adventure, clarity, ease, right? Write those down. Get rid of the story because it may or may not look like that. It may or may not look like that. doesn't matter. Write down the, so then you sit down, pick an emotion that you want. Freedom. Perfect. What color is freedom? Uh, red. Okay. Now you asked for it. So you're wearing red. Yeah, that's so my favorite color. You asked for freedom. So there has to be a part of you that has an experience of freedom. You've experienced freedom enough to know that you would like to request it. Yeah. So where have you felt it in your body when you have felt it? Uh, I think my chest. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So red in your chest and with every breath, let it spread. And as you do that, I don't know if the red... Is it sparkly and tingly too? Because I like sparkly. I don't know if that red spreads like an ink or like light or if it spreads more like paint or maybe the letters of freedom trickle through your body like crystals in the shape of an F and an R and an E and and the Hebrew letters for that, right? And let it spread with every breath or maybe with every heartbeat. 
And if you do that for 30 seconds, and then you start thinking thoughts that pull you out of it, you're done. And that was what you did today or right now. You come back to it later. Eventually you get to three minutes, eventually 11. And 15 or 20 minutes is the maximum you ever need anyway. That really is what to do. Write down what you want and then write down the elevated emotion associated because it's only ever an emotional goal. Why do you want that good body? To get that good looking rich guy. Why do you want that good looking rich guy? So I can go to fancy places. Why do I want to go to fancy places? To prove to other people I'm better than they are. Why do I want to <laughs> prove to other people I'm better than they are? So I can love myself. Okay, so what you want is self-love. Yes. What you want is self-love. Good, God. So, so, right, unconditional love. I like even better. Unconditional love, that's what you want. Okay, so now get rid of the story. Take the color of unconditional love. Where do you feel it in your body? With every breath or heartbeat, let it spread. Do it. Start with 30 seconds. Go to three minutes. Maximum 15, 20 minutes. That is the work. That is the work. That is the work. That's the work that puts your car in that center lane so everything you want comes to you. I know it sounds crazy. It doesn't. Visualize what you want. Daydream. Every day for 21 days, it etches in your brain. It starts to infuse and inform new ideas. When my clients come to me for weight loss, everybody has different ways of a lifestyle regarding weight loss, okay? I can give you suggestions, but at the end of the day, after people have even just gone through one hypnosis, they usually see me about four times for weight loss. Week By week two, they already tell me, I had this idea and I had that idea. I think it's just coincidence, but, and it's always just coincidence, right? But the, but all 40 years of their life, they never did it. We do hypnosis one time. They're like, I don't know, maybe it's just coincidence. But that happens all the time because they are now led instead of by, what's the opposite of worthiness? You know, that thing where you have to work really hard to prove stuff. Okay. So instead of being led by that, they're led by actual worthiness. And so new impulses and ideas come to them that are unique for you that I can't know. But when I hypnotize you and worthiness is spilling through your veins and freedom is bursting through your heart, you're going to get new ideas and new impulses and you're going to be better at what you do. So that is the practical thing to do. And I know you want a more practical thing to do, but that's what you've always been doing. How is that working? <laughs> you don't have yeah, that's just a uh, reaction. <laughs> right. So, so just add this to your repertoire. And yes, if you, you know, for another time, if you came to me and said, what are specific things I can use in communication for sales, for persuasion, for this, for that? I can teach you practical ways of speaking to people that will blow your mind. In the same way, when I was hypnotizing you, you said I was able to follow, but then I couldn't. Yeah. Right? So I can teach you how to speak with people like that in sales and everything else. That's for another conversation. Bottom line is the way you do this for yourself is a little meditation every day on an emotion. That's incredible. Wow, that, it went really in directions I never even imagined and I absolutely, absolutely love it. I'm, I feel content right now, <laughs> you know? I'm, like, I'm calm, I'm, yeah, we can keep talking, it's fine. Yes, yeah, keep rolling, we're good. And it's so much fun. Thank you so much. Yes, it's my pleasure. And I know um, some for some specifics for sales, because you had mentioned you'd watched some of my videos yeah. on YouTube. So I do have some specific sales technique videos on YouTube that are like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's actually what I wanted to talk about, but I think what we got is so much better. Yeah, well, they can see the videos. Yeah, you anyway. can see the videos on YouTube. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, I watched all of them yesterday. Thank oh. you. Yeah, and, and my new podcast, I've only released five episodes so far. Some of them give you very specific things to do. I've already recorded another 20 of them. Love it. Like you, right? How yes. many do you have in your backlog? So there are more coming with very specific things you can do for specific stuff mm -hmm. in your life. Today, what we talked about was about as conceptual as you get, mm -hmm. but it's the beginning.
it's an understanding. Yeah, that makes sense. I really like the image you give about uh, the car and the, like, the images. I think that really, it makes sense. You know, it, it makes sense of all of this. And I think we're in a really good spot to finish, so I won't talk too much about it. But thank you so much. And where, where can we see your podcast? Where can we listen to your podcast? Okay, so it's all the places you can get podcasts, right? Yeah. So Spotify, Apple, iHeart, all of the podcast platforms. You and can just can you um, repeat the name again? Thanks for asking. Yes. It's called Rockstar Changemaking. Okay. Rockstar Changemaking on Spotify, Apple, all of them. Okay, I'll definitely, I have something to listen to on the subway right now. Oh, I'm savvy. (laughs) Listen to the meditation one first. I will. Yeah, I mean, I'm just shocked from this one, like from this interview. I I never came out of an interview feeling like this. And I'm like, okay, I have so many things I need to learn in life right now. So I would definitely want to listen more. So thank you so much. And thank you, you guys, for watching or listening to this episode. I hope you had at least a little bit as much fun as I did. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. 